Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. You're welcome to Sunday school this morning. Before we are today, we are looking at lesson 42 of our teen zeal with the topic fellowship with other brethren. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you because the entrance of your word giveth light and understanding unto the simple. Thank you because your word will illuminate our lives today in Jesus' name. Sweet Holy Spirit of God, much more than will be spoken. Holy Spirit of God, expand in our hearts in Jesus' name and release upon us the grace even to be a doer of your word. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Before we go into our lesson for today, let's have a quick recap of our lesson 41. The topic for lesson 41 was be a soul winner. And we read our Bible text, John chapter 4, verse 27 to 42, where Jesus preached to the woman of Samaria. And this encounter was so defining for her that she went into the city to call other people who came to know Jesus as their own Lord and Savior. And Jesus in this scripture likened soul winning to food, to doing the will of the Father. So this is the same way that we must take soul winning. We must see it as an essential reason why we are alive. The memory verse was taken from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. We say the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winning souls is wise. At the end of the study, we're able to know why we should be a soul, we should be soul winners. And the central truth was he that wins a soul, he, he that wins souls is wise. Hallelujah. Soul winning was defined as bringing back a lost soul into the kingdom of God through the instrument of evangelism. It's to gain, to acquire, and to win over the unbelieving to Christ. Hallelujah. And the reason why God did not take us immediately we gave our life to Christ is to be able to tell others. And what are the things that happen when a soul is won? The soul has been saved from death and with the sin cancelled. And there's great joy in heaven over the soul that has been saved. And the person will no longer perish but have eternal life. The kingdom of God becomes populated. And this soul that is won it goes out to begin to win others. And the blessings from soul winning is that soul winners will become wiser. The presence of God is guaranteed for soul winners. And God will always make soul winners rulers over many things. And the outcry of God, irrespective of your age as a teenager, is that you can make great harvest of souls for Christ. So we must evangelize through our words and through our action and we must share the gospel with others you can start with your salvation experience praise the lord so moving to our lesson for today fellowship with other brethren we are reading the book of acts chapter 2 verse 41 to 42 acts 2 41 to 42 i'll take the liberty to read 46 and 47 praise god Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 42. And then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. 46 to 47. And they continued dealing with one accord in the temple. 
and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added daily as such as should be saved. I pray that this will be our testimony as a church in Jesus' name. From this scripture, we saw that those who believe, they stayed back. They didn't, you know, become born again and leave the church. They stayed back to continue to learn from the apostles. They were like family to each other. They were growing together. They ate together. They prayed together. They fellowship together. They shared all things together. They shared all they had together. And their experience increased together. So as believers, as teenagers, we must fellowship when we fellowship with others, other believers, it helps us to grow spiritually. Then we are joined with the our own family of God. You know, there are so many believers in the world. We have believers in all continents of this world, believers in the UAE, believers in Europe, believers in Asia, in Africa. That is a global family of God. Praise God. But you need to, it's where you stay, when you fellowship, it helps you to be, to fellowship, to identify your own local family of God, where you will grow, where you are known, and where you are able to serve. Hallelujah. Then when we believe, when we stay back, we share things in common, there will be increase. And when, where there is unity, where there is fellowship, where there is harmony, this is where the Lord pronounces his blessings and we will not walk alone i pray you will not be alone in this life in jesus name amen our memory verse is taken from hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 which says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exalting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching so we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves as some do i hope you don't do that you know, so many things that make people to, to, to forsake the assembly of one another. Things like, I don't belong here, they don't belong to my class. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. At the end of the lesson, we must know the reason why we should fellowship with other believers. And our central truth is Christian fellowship is essential to spiritual growth. Hallelujah. So our introduction Fellowship is a friendly association, especially with people who shares one's interest. God created man for fellowship. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, when he created the first man, he said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God is saying the same thing to you, that it is not good for man to be alone. For you to be alone is not just about marriage. You know, it's about the symbiotic relationship in which God has created us. He wants us to help others as others will help us. Praise God. And many aspects of our spiritual life depend on being together with other believers to encourage, to teach, to serve, and to share life together. God did not create you to be alone. That's why he created you. When you were born, you were born into a family. When you were raised, raised in the family, either your original family or the family that the Lord, you know, has permitted that you become a part of them. So you are not, God did not create you, you are not alone. 
So don't isolate yourself. I know that in this season of life, sometimes some moves will some moves will want to make us even to decide to stay on our own. You need to pull out of it, knowing that that is not the intention of God for you. Praise the Lord. So why is it important to why is fellowship so important for discipleship? From that place in the our Bible text, we saw that those who believe stayed back to learn from the apostles. Those who believed, you know, they, they, they didn't believe and leave. They believed and stayed and continued to learn and continue to grow. So for people to be disciples, they have to belong in a fellowship. Then it helps believers to encourage one another. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, the iron sharpens iron, so does a friend sharpen the countenance of his friend. It helps us to encourage one another, encourage ourselves to success, encourage ourselves to achieve our potential, encourage ourselves in our work with God, encourage ourselves even as we face life issues. Praise God. It encourages good works. It encourages good works and uh, good. It encourages the acts of love and good works. Hallelujah. Then Christians' love can influence the unsaved towards faith in Jesus Christ. From John chapter 13, verse 35, the Bible says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are his disciples. Your love for one another. By the time people see the way you relate with yourself, the way you build yourself up, the way, you know, that you you support each other, then they begin to say, ah, who are those people? Then it becomes easy even for you to start influencing in your neighborhood, in your schools, wherever you find yourself. And it also brings joy and refreshing to the soul. In Psalm 133, the Bible says, how good and pleasant is, is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. Where there is unity and harmony, that is where God's blessing is pronounced. And even that is where it's easy to have life everlasting. Hallelujah. Dangers of isolating oneself from other believers. I've taken it a step further. You know that we have been saying you have to fellowship and we know why the importance of fellowship. What are those dangers of isolating oneself from the believers? Number one, when you isolate yourself from other believers, it is a sign of selfishness and a kick against wisdom. If you read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, said, he who, a person who keeps to himself, you know, who, who is alone, is selfish. Because in, 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 when you start saying, they don't understand me, uh, I don't belong in that church, or I don't belong in that church. See the way they were looking at me. See the way they were doing this. See the way they were doing that to me. You know, see how he talked to me. And because of that, you decide to stay alone. You're selfish. Because you too, there are things that you do to others. So we must learn to, to tolerate ourselves, learn to forgive ourselves, and learn to move on and continue to stay in unity. Another thing is that it becomes easy to fall or to, to fall or to stay in the falling state. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that if somebody falls, another will pick him up. You know, I'm sure you've had experience that maybe you're about to fall and the person beside you holds you up, or even if you fell, the person who is, is beside you is able to bring you up. Unlike when you fall on yourself, you stay longer to stand up. 
praise God, then it makes it easy for the devil to attack the person standing alone. When you are standing alone, it's like a lone, you know, lone ranger. It is easy for the devil to attack. Then getting comfort becomes difficult. In Exodus 4, it said, you shall be walked together. But if you are standing alone, you are just there cold. So to get comfort will be difficult. And isolation deprives one of good support system. We all need support system to thrive. Praise God. In Galatians 6, 2, Bible says we should bear one another's burden. Praise the living Jesus. Then when you isolate yourself, it opens one up to spiritual attack. Because you're standing alone, there's nobody bearing your burden. There is no uh, body, you know, when you imagine a broom. When you have a bunch of uh, broom, broom that we use to sweep, remove a, a, a stick of that broom. It's easy to break. It's easy to do whatever it is you want to do with it. But when the broom, all, all those sticks are together, try to break it. It's difficult to break. It's difficult, you know, if you are going to break it, you will try. Praise God. It's the same thing. When we are standing, when we are standing together, it's, it's difficult for the devil to penetrate. That is why the devil is so all hard to cause disunity in the body of Christ because he knows that together we are stronger. Praise the Lord. And the devil will not prevail over God's church in Jesus' name. It brings room to sin when you are standing alone. Depression, selfishness, anger, defeat, and loneliness. And a person standing alone is a potential prey of the devil. In 1 Peter 5, he said, be so bad, be vigilant because your adversary, this devil, is worrying about looking for who? Another scripture says, looking for someone to devote. That one person that is standing alone, that is not in a group, will not be victims in Jesus' name. So what are those ingredients that make for a good fellowship? Those who fellowship together must share the same belief. You know, you have the same belief, you have the same uh, perspective, you have this perception of life. It must not be all the same, but at least, you know, you have common things that unite you. You must have the same faith, believe in the same thing. You must have the same need, need to excel, the same convictions, the same purpose, hopes. If you are not, if you are part of a fellowship where all things are not common, then you are in the wrong place. So what are those things? In what ways can we improve our fellowshipping? We must do activities that make us grow together. We must have genuine love and concern for one another. We must share gifts with others, our talents, our money and resources. We must treat others with respect and honor and by keeping others confidence. Hallelujah. In our invitation, it is not good for a believer to isolate himself from the garden of brethren, far from counsel and covering. Come back home. God is pleased when he sees us.